0: Hang on.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of The Cut. I'm your host, Christian Williams. I am here with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you, man? I'm
0: doing good. Schedule a little bit off, but you know what? We had that off week last week, so it's whatever. Let's just keep rolling with it and figure it out as we go, as always.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're always adapting. And uh thank you guys for for tuning in at a different time than you normally do. Uh as we obviously were not able to record on Monday. I, COVID's weird, man. I, I think I'm getting, like, COVID symptoms, and I had it, like, three weeks ago, so I don't know what's going on, but hopefully it doesn't knock me down anymore, because there's a lot of draft season to uh, to get into, and there's a lot of work to be done, so. A lot. And today, uh, the, the work that we're doing is in another NFL mock draft, so this is our 2.0, and it is our first post-Super Bowl mock draft, but first, uh, that that thing that I just mentioned, the Super Bowl happened First thoughts, Randy, I mean, I know the last minute and a half was kind of tough. We both kind of texted about it, how we wished that that wasn't how it ended, but what were your thoughts on the Super Bowl?
0: Uh, yeah, Um, a great game by Aaron Donald. Uh, honestly, you know, not like a tremendous game by either offense. Uh, I thought the Bengals did a really good job of – Shutting down Cooper Cup for what seemed to be the middle two quarters fully, um, but fortunately it just didn't last enough. And that drive, I mean, there was a couple questionable calls, at least I think you could say. But it's it happens, man. You know, it's it just it's one of those where you wish uh, the calls just were all game or they just didn't call it there. But it happens. I mean, you could argue both teams were basically handed it. A touchdown because of the referees. I, I think we could pretty much all agree that T Higgins definitely did something at least <laughs> on his touchdown. Uh, yeah. So it's fair game there for me. So uh, a, a little bit bad play calling, I think we both agreed on uh, by Taylor.
1: <laughs> which yeah.
0: it's not surprising, but here we are.
1: Yeah. Uh, the one thing I want to say is that Stafford no look. Oh, um, filth. One of the best. Clutch moments. I know there are plenty of them, and there are plenty of game-winning drives. We think of you know, Eli Manning's throw, two throws, the one to Mario Manningham and Tyree. Yeah, good God. I'm getting old, man. Uh, Those two throws plus Ben Roethlisberger's throws to the back of the end zone, like those were notable. But when we look back on it, that no look from Stafford on that final drive is going to be a a Hall of Fame-worthy throw. And I know that's the big talk, and I don't want to get into that because we don't have time for that
0: yeah but, I'm, I, I'm very annoyed that it i really didn't even get a good look at that throw until i got on social media by the way i know just saying if it was a different quarterback we would have saw 72 angles of it uh mid play probably you know yeah they would have
1: stopped play on the field yeah. to go to the replays uh all right we are here to do like i said the the second iteration of our mock draft. So, we will get into our, our position rankings beginning next week, but we wanted to give an updated look at uh, how we think the NFL draft is going to go with our updated draft order. So, uh, we're just going to alternate picks kind of like we did last time. And I got to go first. So, let's just jump right into it. Uh, the first overall pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars this time is Evan Neal, the offensive tackle out of Alabama, he's 6'6, 350. And that is the main thing that is pushing him up boards. You know, Evan Neal does a lot of things well. He's functionally strong. He's just a mammoth of a man, really good athlete. But I have a lot of concerns. I personally wouldn't take him here, but I do know that the NFL is going to love a guy that's 6'7", almost 6'7", and can move the way he moves. So with the Jaguars' needs that we talked about on the Friday Fix episode, I think that it just kind of lines up this way. 100%.
0: 100%. They're, I don't think they have full confidence in who their tackles will be this year, so yeah, makes perfect sense. Sounds good. All right, well, that pick uh, didn't change, and I don't believe this one changed from our first mock either. Aiden Hutchinson at two of the Lions. I think we both rank him and Thibodeau pretty highly in this class. I don't think there's a lot of difference between the two, so when it gets to that, you know, let's go with the narrative, and hometown narrative is gonna trump a lot in this process. So, Hutchinson is very refined, very good. He would easily, in my opinion, be their best edge rusher, at least with consistency uh, and availability. So,
1: it's a good building block. I think it's worth noting too that almost every uh, notable draft analyst now has it as Hutchinson over Thibodeau. So, yes, um, for. For whatever it's worth, I know they hear things from NFL scouts and NFL front offices, so I think this is how we're going to see it play out when the NFL draft comes. Uh, That brings me to the Texans pick at 103, and I did this in my mock draft that I just wrote, so I just stuck with it. Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, 6'4", 220, a bit of a unicorn player. Uh, There aren't too many safeties that are this scheme versatile this much of an impact player from that position. I know it's really, really tough to get on board with taking a safety in the top five little al- top three, let alone top five. Uh, but he's worth it. He may be the best player in this draft. And so getting him here at one of three is actually kind of a value. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Especially if you're a team that doesn't have best players.
0: Yeah. Very true. <laughs> so very true. smart move. Uh Again, there's no argument there. Uh, so moving Right along again uh, for the Jets. I am taking Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, for me, I think there's argument to pick whatever tackle you like here. I think there's argument to hell pick whatever you know wide receiver or corner you really want. But for me, I think Thibodeau right now for me is the best talent on the board. And if there are like motor motivation questions, this is the coaching staff that I would rather him go to for future success
1: out of his like deep well of talent. I do want to address that. So I was doing some research into, into Kavon. I wrote up a, a scouting report. I was kind of just trying something new. And uh, what, what I saw is that opposing coaches. So back to high school, opposing coaches notably said he's a talker on the field. He gets into our guys' heads. How are you going to tell me that he doesn't have a motor when he's been doing that since high school, he still has that fire, and you see it when he's on the field in college. Yeah. He got progressively better every year. These are just the weird narratives that um, that are going to pop up, and I think it'll come full full circle. I think he'll be regarded as a top five pick. But right now, there's some saying they wouldn't take him with a top ten pick. That's crazy. Uh, don't be don't be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I followed that up uh, for the New York Giants with uh, Ikom Aquanu, otherwise known as Icky. Uh, I do enjoy that that nickname. Uh, Icky is a massive, massive human. He is a mauler in the run game. I believe I heard a stat today where pretty much one in every four run calls, he was laying someone out, uh, which... Adds up when you watch his film. You know, uh, he is he is quite the the force in the run game, and he he has his issues in pass pro. Uh, I think ultimately we've talked about what his best fit might be. It might not be a tackle long term. I think he can be a good tackle. It's kind of the Rashawn Slater discussion that we had last year, but I think ultimately he steps in day one. He's an impact guard that can start and be very very successful. So. Uh, especially for a Giants team that I think is going to need beef, any beef on that offensive line. It uh, feels like a good pick.
0: Yeah. They're reinventing the wheel at the offensive line. Uh, I think pretty much besides Andrew Thomas, which is a guy yeah. that took a while just to become their left tackle of the future. So I think just finalizing the line is a good start and the top edges are gone. So makes sense for them. Yeah. Uh, We're going to start the quarterbacks here six. The Panthers, you know, people are starting to talk about them picking uh, Malik Willis here, but there has already been multiple reports that they, like, pick it uh, at least top of this class, and this was pre and a little bit during Senior Bowl, so maybe it has cooled off since then. But, yeah, they they do not have the answer at quarterback. They do not have the... uh, I don't think this coaching staff has the ability to wait a whole nother year to figure that out. I think they have to take another swing at it or just pretty much relinquish their jobs at, at least drafting picket here or possibly getting a new free agent quarterback or trading back and getting a quarterback, whatever it is. I think they need a new quarterback to possibly like half reset their time clock.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh what do what do you think the odds are that they trade this this specific pick for Jimmy Garoppolo? Because the reason I ask, so the Washington Commanders, there was a rumor that they would be comfortable trading a first-round pick for him, whether or not that's the 11 or if it's a future, I don't know. But um do you think this is too rich for Jimmy? Yeah, I think
0: eleven's too rich for Jimmy as well, but Jimmy doesn't fit the Panthers, what they're looking for, really, either. I mean, I don't
1: you know, know what they're looking for, though, man. Like, the it, Panthers
0: want an accurate scheme quarterback that can run, yeah. And yeah, yeah, and that's Pickett, in my opinion. I think that's also Corral and Howell, and to some extent, Willis, if you can get the accuracy around. But, yeah. uh, it, I, I think Pickett fits that, whereas the commanders want a dealer. And a guy's not gonna make mistakes, which isn't necessarily Jimmy G, but a lot of the time it is.
1: Yeah. It's it's strange. I don't know what his market's gonna look like. I do they're, they're I, I mean, one of the teams. But. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like the picket pick here, but I think it's kind of inevitable. We've heard some good things about him. Um I can't wait to say say picket pick for the rest of uh this draft season, but yeah um, it's you what know, we're hearing you know? once
0: we get through more free agent stuff, we can start eliminating some of the stuff because trades will happen by then as well. So maybe like for the Broncos, there's no discussion of quarterback because they've got one now, or uh maybe the Panthers, same thing. Maybe you know, maybe we start influxing questions of quarterback for the Packers because they got rid of Rogers, Seahawks, same kind of thing. So as of right now, I'm going with the rubber mill. I don't want another mock where we have like two quarterbacks in total, and they're both in the 20s because that's unrealistic for NFL drafts. Even if we don't like Kenny Pickett this much, I mean, look at Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins and Drew Lock and, and you know EJ Emanuel and you know the list goes on of quarterbacks that you know maybe I think these quarterbacks could be better than all of them necessarily off the top of my head, but they went in the first.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I do I I've. I will find it interesting to see if NFL teams correct that because we know that they've been wrong on that. I don't think they will, um, but you know, you never know. I think, I think for sure we'll, we'll get to it. I don't want to spoil these picks. So uh, next pick, I went. I unfortunately had both of the Giants picks. I'm I'm sorry. That's, Giants that's what happens when you have odds? I know, but uh, I went with. Derek Stingley, the corner uh, out of LSU, there's a lot of talk about this kid as well, and and I think this is justified, rightfully so. Not so much on the same lines as Thibodeau. Um, I I question what level of work ethic he really had because he showed out his freshman year. It was one of the best. He looked like one of the best corner prospects to live in the history of the game. Uh, He was uh, an incredibly sticky, always in stride type of corner. And then, for whatever reason, his sophomore year, his play kind of dipped. And then this last year, he got hurt. And so I think that teams – we've seen a lot of Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner, being drafted ahead of him. I don't think that that's going to be the case. But uh, o- overall, Stingley's going to run, like, super, super fast, and he's going to be super athletic. And I think it's going to remind teams what he is or what he can be, at least. Yeah, he could be
0: a uh, shut down man corner. That's his ceiling. I mean it's but and we've seen it (laughs) really early on. So uh it makes sense in the giant scheme as well when you have Bradbury on the opposite side and at least in theory a safety duo that they enjoy, you know, so you're pretty much locking up the secondary quote unquote for the future, uh and you know, giving your edge rushers maybe that extra second that they need because they're not as talented and you haven't gotten an edge rusher for him yet doesn't mean yeah. that he won't get one but you know and what other positions here which make perfect sense to me i'm just
1: saying yeah and i will say i think the giants have some dudes at corner but at, eh, it, it's when you're bradbury. when you're edge rusher <laughs> well bradbury darnay holmes has shown flashes Aaron Robinson. Yeah, yeah same thing though right both, both of those guys yeah you got two slot guys and then uh who the hell a Jackson came over and he played okay at times, but yeah. he's a Jackson. So Stingley is an immediate upgrade on oh, the yeah. outside. So.
0: All right. Uh, at eight for the Falcons, this is not quarterback of the future. Uh, you know, this is a team that isn't going to be winning games right away. I, I think they can at best replicate kind of what they did this year where they were like a fringe playoff team. And for me, that spell is getting upside for the future, and that is David Ajabo, who you know he's up there with Thibodeau, I would say, in potential with that kind of bursty outside uh pass rusher, but he's nowhere near as refined. He needs to work in the running game, but guess what? They have a really good, you know, deep tackle to help. Stifle that need, so I think this is a good landing spot for Ojabo to learn and grow, and hopefully for the Falcons, be a dominant force for the future.
1: I do get nervous. They've they've missed on guys like this. I don't think Ojabo is tackling Kinley, though. You know, no, no. I I think, but it's similar
0: concerns. I know.
1: That's why I I I think they'll get nervous, but it is a different regime too. It's not. (laughs) Same yep, different
0: room, like different coaches, different, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it, and that was the other thing. It's like, how much can you pull from the Titans on a defensive standpoint to see what they would like? I don't really think it's a lot, but even if you do that, I think a fits that as well, you know. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I love a job, I think he's right up close to that tier of edge rusher at the top. I think it's him, he's right behind Tibbs and Hutch. I would
0: say it would be tough for me. I would have him third as a pass rush edge rusher. As okay. an edge rusher, I don't think I'm going to have him third, but just purely on what I've seen so far, as a pass rusher, I think he's probably third.
1: Yeah, and, and that's justified. There are two other guys that are much better in run support too. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I followed that up. I, I continued the the quarterback train, and I went with Malik Willis to the Denver Broncos. Um and so here's the thing guys I'm not a huge Malik Willis guy I probably you know maybe I'll come around in a couple of years maybe he fixes the things that he desperately needs to work on specifically his eyes and his mechanics especially his lower body mechanics getting tied with those aforementioned eyes but what it's going to come down to is does an NFL team think that they can make him into a superstar and the answer is probably yes, and I think it's going to be a top ten pick. So,
0: yeah. Uh, sorry, I was turning down my mic because of an actual trade, not just the Willis trade. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, if that wasn't on purpose, a pun that is spectacular. But it I figured wasn't. it was. Yeah, um Willis is he's gotten all the hype after the Senior Bowl um uh, after the first day. <laughs> If we just uh you know expunge that first day from the record book and outside throws from record Burke, he he looked incredible. Um, but if, if you actually look at everything, there's some issues there. I don't think as of right now, I really I'm gonna struggle to have a first round grade at a quarterback uh for this year. And it's not like these guys are third round grades, right? Like they're close, they're right on the line for a grading scale, I think, right now. But it's just they don't have that next thing. They they all have plus minuses and it's, it's going to keep hurting them. I think Willis could grow. I mean, we saw Josh Allen last year vastly improve his accuracy and it came kind of back down to the standard this year. I think he was about like 63 or 64%, which is still better than he was in college, I believe, and better than anything we've seen from Malik Willis. But you know, it's it's back down to what we we're expecting from him. And he's still had a really good year. So there's some feasible upside here. Um, to me, he's a less accurate, less, you know, explosive Lamar. And I don't know if
1: I trust that. And, you know. Well, there I, are still people that don't trust Lamar. For, I mean, the dude won an MVP. But yeah. there are always going to be those questions around quarterbacks well, like that. I think yeah
0: yeah I mean we critique Lamar but we trust Lamar we know he's a he's a top quarterback he's gonna win games plain and simple you know but we're we can critique it because we're critiquing it as an actual standpoint not an idiotic thing <laughs> yeah. uh, but for me I, I think Willis like you said has a shot to go top 10 I just don't know if Broncos is the fit I think this is a good landing spot for his development maybe but it doesn't seem to be what they like it doesn't you know It
1: doesn't. Shout out that train. I love it. Uh, I love it. It's always on time. Uh, So the reason I went with this is because I think the Broncos know that they need to take a shot, right? They can't settle for Jimmy G. They can't, they could settle for Kirk Cousins. I think that's a perfect fit for that offense. Actually. I know they want Aaron Rodgers, but I think that being in that division with those other three quarterbacks Derek Carr, there's rumors that he's getting $40 million on an extension, which rightfully, like he played to that level this year. You see those other three quarterbacks and you say, I need a guy. I, and Malik has the best chance to be that guy, I guess. I don't think they're going to pick here. I, I typed in, you didn't see it in the doc, I don't think. I typed in, can I trade this for Rodgers, please? But we're not doing trades. so I you No, know. no. And I, I do
0: think they go for a, a vet. Yeah, but. me too. We'll see.
1: Uh, moving on to the Jets,
0: uh, I gave them uh, one of the best edges in the class, Thibodeau first. Now we're going to fix the other line. I'm going Charles Cross. You know, there has been continued speculation and concern with this offensive line. Uh, I know they're going to retool it yet again. And, you know, they've taken a shot <laughs> at stabilizing this line already early in the draft. And it, worked out initially and hasn't worked out since there's growing concerns uh and i'm just not sure what to do with that so i'm taking charles cross here who i know in my opinion can play either tackle side and we'll figure it out (laughs) uh i know he could play guard if he needed to i just don't think he will and you know for that i you gave sallow weapon on defense we need to protect the quarterback who was getting destroyed again and you know we gotta keep trying to stave away from what the jets have done to quarterbacks in the past and the only way to do that is to protect them yeah
1: it's worth noting that their tackle play was okay you know beckton went down for the year well uh it's um who George Odom is that his name?
0: No, it's no, it's not Odom. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but fans, fans. Okay. So George Fant, he stepped in at left tackle and played actually pretty well. There is talks of him being brought back, yeah. and like kind of being a tackle for this team with Beckton. There's talks of you know, no effort and lack of being able to keep his weight down. But he was also hurt and not playing. So, like, I get it. You know, yeah.
1: I I think some of those reports came from right before he got hurt, though. So it kind of bailed him out. Um,
0: And basically, I don't know what to do with that, all that information. I think Fant has played guard in the past and can play tackle. I'm not sure Becton can play guard.
1: No, but but I know Ross
0: can. So I think worst case here. You have three, just relatively, you, like these are your guys, and you build from there. Uh, you know, if if you can't trust back then, and you have to cut bait. At least you got a replacement here.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's true, it, and, and I think I this don't, is a I hate opinion. it. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, I don't hate Jets I fans. Line, but I hate.
0: I hate what's going on with Backton because we both like Bacton, and It's like, come on.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, and the problem is that was kind of an issue for him in college too. I remember mm-hmm. seeing some of that pre-draft, but I was able to look past it. And he showed us that we were right that his rookie year. But if he takes one off-season, they kind of lose sight of that. That's not good. Uh, yeah. I hope he comes back after this injury, motivated in shape and whatnot, and it's still very good for them. So, But we'll see. So, all right. uh, If you guys are watching enough of the fun video graphics, I didn't have time (laughs) to make more. So we're going to go with a full full board. Uh, But that's even more fun because then you can see if you want to yell at us or not in the middle of it. So uh, (laughs) the 11th overall pick belongs to the Washington Commanders, which is different from the last time we did this. They were the Washington TBDs, but they now have a name. They are the Commanders. And I went with Sauce Gardner. I heard some feedback from – in, in the mock draft I wrote, I gave them Linderbaum, and I said they can move him or uh, I forget who their center is now that got hurt. He's good, though. R- Rulier, I think, is his name. Um, I think, yeah, I'm not sure. He, he's a good center, but I gave them Linderbaum and said one of them can move to guard. But Washington fans were upset. So I, you know, I'm I'm a panderer and I'm pandering now, and so I'm giving them <laughs> Sauce Gardner. And Sauce Gardner is a player that I am lower on, but I am just listening to what the NFL is telling me or what NFL draft analysts are telling me, and they're telling me that Sauce Gardner is a potential top 10 pick. So I question his overall athleticism. But what we saw on film in 2021 is a lockdown corner that is just very, very similar to J.C. Horn. We need that athleticism, in my opinion. But here he is for the, the commanders, and they desperately need some, some secondary help.
0: Yeah, 100%. I, I think if the Jets can figure out their the in situation and the fan situation, going like Gardner uh, or Booth will be their... Their sticking point, both guys, I think can play fantastic in Sal's defense, a more zone-based defense as well, where Stigley may not be perfect in. So, you know, I think that's one of those picks where I I probably would have taken him instead of you at 10, but cross makes most sense. And you know, it just kind of trickles down and they're in a weird spot as well. Like they need a there's argument that they need a receiver too, but we didn't see any of Curtis Samuel. They need a quarterback, but are they drafting here or sure they are they be. going more of a veteran, which they've already done in the past? Right. Uh You know, and then you get to the other side of the ball and they just need secondary help. Really? And maybe that's probably it. I would say like, so yeah. secondary makes sense. Yeah. Uh Moving at 12 to the Vikings, I want Jermaine Johnson. Uh, there's so much hype over him, deservedly so, after the Senior Bowl. But for me, I I absolutely love the player. I think he's going to be a first-round grade for me, but I can't do the top 10 stuff yet. <laughs> Just personally, I can't have a guy that I talked about as a fringe first-rounder, someone I thought it would get in, uh, and then after the Senior Bowl, put him top five, top eight, like I've been seeing. For me, I think he fits with the Vikings, uh, either new concept or old concept with his size and play. I think he just perfectly fits. They have some young guys at edge that have shown flashes, but nothing that stuck to me and nothing that showed a top end talent. And I think that's what Jermaine could bring this team. They are heavily up against the cap and I believe under, uh, over it they are going to have to revamp this defense and or somehow get rid of Kirk cousins to just retool everything. I think they probably just go for a revamp defense and take another shot with that offense and all those weapons. That makes the most sense to me. And you haven't, you're in the last year of Kirk cousins. So why the fuck not? And that means all of the guys like Everson Griffin and, you know, all these big name guys on defense that are always hurt. It seems are probably gone let's get the next guy in here. I think Jermaine can be an impact player for them day one.
1: Yeah. It's a good breakdown. Uh, You know, I I talked about how I still, I'm with you. Like, I still have questions. I'm definitely not top 10. I'm, I'm so, I I, think I might have a first round grade on him now though. Yeah.
0: I think there's spots that make sense. Like I contemplated it at eight to the Falcons, like everyone's been doing, but it's not. I think he's a guy for a team that wants to play right now, that are trying to make the Super Bowl this year. I don't think that's the Falcons, that's <laughs> and funny. I, and I think he has a lower staying power than a guy like Jabo May because he's going to take a year or two to be his top self.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on to pick number thirteen. I got to pick for our Cleveland Browns, uh, and I wrote this up. I think the Browns are going to fall in love with Drake London guys. Um, You know, I I think the popular pick is Garrett Wilson and rightfully so. I mean, I have Garrett Wilson ranked ahead of Drake London, but I do have them in the same tier. Drake London is an analytics uh, darling. He is also a film darling. People question his ability to separate. I don't think that's placed correctly. I think he has enough wiggle to, to create. He kind of showed us he could win on the outside and the, let's be honest, guys. The Browns need a receiver like this with a big catch radius. It's able to go up and get jump balls from from Baker. Yes, Baker in twenty twenty two. So I went with Drake London over some of those other receivers.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a weird spot, man. I really don't know what they want. Uh, yeah, I think you need separators for sure. And I I agree that London's probably a better separator than people are giving them credit for, but I, I think the they best. I mean I think they may need to double dip.
1: Yeah, I would which, love that. Please honestly,
0: I think they're a team that can afford to. So sure. if you want to do this and then maybe go for just a pure separator, the next pick, I think it's a smart idea. But he's not I don't think the Browns have this. I don't think they have Drake London, like that kind of guy. Um yeah. I think the closest would be Peoples Jones, but I think he's more of an explosive deep threat and not really a jump ball guy, whereas I think London can dominate in that kind of scenario, so I'm all for it. It's a different pick, so I'm all for it. Uh, Ravens at 14. I went with Jordan Davis. They are losing both of their nose tackles. I know they have cap room and all that, but I think they have other holes to fill. I think they try and fill this one through the draft. Um, It may be a, a veteran minimum player. I think Jordan Davis can absolutely eat at the middle and a division that loves to run. So I think it makes perfect sense. They need line help. Yes, they can get it elsewhere. They can get it later. The D tackles. I think you can get it later as well, but for me, I think there's kind of a top echelon and Davis as a pure nose tackle, I think is at the top of that, at least just pure running downs. And, the Ravens rotate motherfuckers in every play, it feels like. And Davis would absolutely eat up the middle, a la Vita Vea for the Bucks.
1: Yeah, it's a good pick. So, in my mock draft,
0: I think roughly the same draft pick, too. I, I think Vea went like 14
1: yeah, I thought he was thirteen percent, but I don't know. Uh, in my mock draft, I gave them trayvon Walker. but as you mm-hmm. can see now i I have him listed as a, as a defensive tackle, and I did in my mock draft as well. and go ahead and go read that. It's pinned on my my Twitter. Uh, yell at me because it's, it. it's a little wild. It's a little wild. i've I have i I'm not gonna say what I have. Uh, next pick uh, number fifteen. Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles have a slew of picks here. And since we're not trading or anything like that, they they get to pick all of them. I went with Tyler Linderbaum. So uh, before I gave them Kenyon Green, I think that that makes some sense too. I think they want to be a bullying offensive line. And I think they definitely need help with their guard positions. But Jason Kelsey is set to be a free agent. There's a chance that he just retires. He's getting up there in age. Uh, Say they do bring him back. Then you can have Linderbaum play guard for a year and then, him or Landon Dickerson can play center the following year, uh, whichever one they want. And so having that luxury sounds pretty cool. I, I would be happy to be an Eagles fan.
0: Yeah, flexibility is key with offensive line. And they're like almost a perennially uh, injured offensive line, just like the Packers. Yeah. Um, so their offensive line this last year, Jordan Malata, who played a little bit better, Dickerson, who kind of came on a little bit, uh, Kelsey, Nate Herbig, who off of Don was okay. And then Lane Johnson, a little injury, but still his own self. He's older as well. So, yeah, getting two guys to potentially – you have two shots at your next center, and whoever loses as a guard, I think that makes perfect sense. So I I understand why you pick him over Green there. Uh, Following up with your pick, I want the other side of the ball. I think they need edge help and youth, and I want George Karloftis, a guy that early on was a top – Eight top ten guy. I think this is more of where I think he should go. Middle of the first. I think he's very very talented. He's not bendy as an edge, but he's a good all around edge, and I think he's an impact player. The Eagles need help, you know, and they're a team that is still up against the cap from the old regime. So they need all these picks to kind of lift them into the future. And I think Carlotas is
1: a good starting point to reshape this D line. Yeah. It's a good shout. These feel like the popular picks, and and with the Eagles, it's kind of tough because they have pretty set needs. I think Uh, they could go. (laughs) Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, and we kind of touch on a lot of them with between their three picks. But uh, I followed that up. Yeah, exactly. They better. They better not take a. You better do it. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna yell at Howie. So is Adam. (laughs) Uh, Number seventeen, the Los Angeles Chargers. I gave them Kenyon Green. Uh, very similar to uh, the Eagles in that they had okay uh, guard play and they had good center play. They had good left tackle play for a lot of the year with Rashawn Slater, but they need a reinforcer. They need to make sure that Justin Herbert is not getting hit every play. Kenny Green is that. He's also uber, uber athletic. And so when you get him out in space, he's going to be able to mow guys over. We didn't see it as much at tackle, but we're going to see it when he gets to focus in at guard, and I'm excited to see him play at the next level.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Moving to 18, I went with Matt Corral here. I think it's been very popular to either pick the quarterback or the receiver. For me, uh, receiver makes perfect sense. Yes. They have a lot of free agent receivers. Yes. They have no fucking money. Yes. But the only quarterback they have is Taysom Hill, who's a tight end. Jameis, I think, wants to come back, but he also wants to make any money. And there's teams, I mean, there's plenty of teams that want that transition quarterback this year. So I would not be shocked if even if it was Tampa that brought him back on a cheaper deal, but making more money than he could with the Saints, like he could explode with that offense again. And he showed the ability to be less turnover prone this last year, so I think maybe that could be enough for Bruce to forgive him uh, bring him back, but for this, I think the Saints need to just restart everything that's not Alvin Kamara. (laughs) Honestly, you kind of have to. I think you should work to move away from Michael Thomas and that kind of toxic situation. You're not really going to be able to resign anyone. I think you try and cut the big contracts. And Kamara, we also have this whole other thing going on, so let's just fresh start this shit and let's get the quarterback that I think we both believe has some upside. And I think he would have been a great quarterback with Sean Payton, unfortunately, but we'll see how this new system works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll break him down uh, among others next week. So, Mm -hmm. um, we'll get deeper into that. I followed that up. The Eagles have their final pick of the first round, and I took Garrett Wilson. So I know that taking two receivers that are just ultra good separators but a little undersized, a little thinner framed, um, I, I know that sounds kind of scary, but I think with how this offense operates, Garrett Wilson can fill right into the role that Jalen Rager is supposed to freaking be in and do it at an incredibly high level Uh, Garrett Wilson to me is one of the two best receivers in this class third or the first we haven't even really talked about yet. We'll get there, but I think the NFL is going to like him. I think the Eagles are going to like him. And I know it sucks to spend three first round picks or three years worth of first round picks on wide receivers, but they have to do it. They have to get some actual talent in that room.
0: Yeah. Um, No argument there. Um, yeah, I think it allows you to have a figure on the roster that can tell you to develop and be a deep shot guy with more of a gadget Devonta Smith and just a pure separator and explosive and everything with Garrett Wilson being your all-around guy. Um So you need to help Jalen Hurts as much as possible if he's going to succeed. So it makes sense to me. Yeah. Going on with the Steelers, I want Trevor Penning. I think he fits the culture there with his, like, Unmatched aggression. Uh, I think that fits here. I Again, another great spot for quarterback. I think whoever, if they draft a rookie, I think he is going to probably be viewed as the best landing spot. Yeah, you know, maybe. if they can correct the offensive line. But this is a team, in my opinion, that is competent quarterback play and a better offensive line from being, uh, you know, looked at as just a pure playoff team. Again, which they deserve, they should be, because, you know, they did. <laughs> and, you know, they, they were a playoff team, even though they shouldn't have been. But, uh you know, the defense is incredible. The offensive line was up and down a lot of the time, but was bad when it mattered. The quarterback play was bad when it mattered. You have the talent everywhere else. So let's get a tackle in here to really kind of start the fix. Um I could obviously see them getting a rookie quarterback, but I could easily see them taking a a uh, low risk veteran quarterback that just gives him good play nothing spectacular but good play so
1: yeah uh i have a lot of questions about if he's good enough but i i understand that nfl teams are going to love this kid so sorry uh so 21 for the new england patriots i went with andrew booth i don't understand what's happening with andrew booth in and the draft community but it needs to stop. He is one of the two best corners in this class, in my opinion, and he's not two. Uh, He is a very, very instinctual corner. He has his flaws. He's got less flaws than Derek Stingley, in my opinion. (laughs) It's the background noise show, bro. Yeah, I know. It's it's rough. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Andrew Booth, I think the Patriots are going to love a guy like this. I think he would kind of fill J.C. Jackson's uh, shoes pretty well. Or right from the get,
0: yeah, which I'm not even sure if those are open shoes or not, but either way, True. they get a top end corner. Um, yeah. yeah, uh, filling it up at 22 for the Raiders, Traylon Burks, uh, both of our opinion. I think the best receivers off the board. Finally, I struggled here to not pick Jamison Williams because I think he fits the Raiders' mold of, you know. The top level school, the speed, the explosion, all of that, and just a and James Williams is just a good receiver, he's a good router, and he's good all around. Uh, and I think if he is fully healthy, he probably isn't on the board here. Uh, even if he is fully healthy and on the board here, I think it's still like if it's I literally sat here, Traylon Burks, James Williams, which one? I think they both fit perfectly, but Traylon is a little bit different of a body type and. Probably slower, but we won't know because you know, Williams isn't going to participate in anything. Uh, but Burks is, I think, a little bit more gadgety possibility. And the influx of the coach of McDaniels, I think Burks fits. I think both fit really well. It's just you pick the boys in there, and it, you know, new coach, new system, you know, same quarterback. You got to make an impact right away. You can't be on the sideline. I think Burks fits better.
1: Did you consider Olave here?
0: I did, but it's Olave works. It it works in the the Patriots' mold of let's just get separators, let's not get, you know, it's extra step and all that. But I think Burks gives you a bit of everything with the speed, size. He gets open pretty well. Uh, depending on the routes, obviously. But Andy's a little bit gadgety. I think McDaniels would look at that as an opportunity to him be his movement piece uh, along with Darren Waller. And then you get Rentro basically being the forgotten guy. And that's where that slot role has thrived in the New England offense with yeah. a gadget player of sorts and then a gadget tight end. I think
1: Burke's fits. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh, 23 for the Arizona Cardinals. This is one that, you know, I, I didn't like it, but it, I've seen too much hype over Kyler Gordon being drafted before Trent McDuffie. And so I went with Kyler Gordon here instead of Trent McDuffie. I think both of them fit kind of well. Uh, I know that Cardinals fans are a little skeptical to take either one of them because Kyler is a little bigger but uh, McDuffie's a little undersized. And so they get a little nervous with Byron Murphy and that whole situation. But I do think that they are going to have to invest in corner because Marco Wilson being your CB one for most of the year is how you don't win Super Bowls. So,
0: yeah, I, I think, uh, I think it's a good pick. Um, I think we're going to know what the carton was going to do beforehand. I think the last couple of years have shown us that uh, yeah. that's why I got this pick right last year. Um, that's true. And right now, I think it's going to be a Zion. So that's fair, you know. And I think it's fair, perfectly fair. But I think either corner works for me here as well. But yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Just because of the whole Kyler situation right now, well, get him a get him someone to help protection and help the running game, which is desperately needed. But yeah. I think Gordon fits what they like in corners. So, yeah. uh, following up with the Cowboys, I want Trayvon Walker. An edge D tackle kind of hybrid guy.
1: Well, I hijacked the graphic if you're watching, <laughs> and I said D tackle.
0: I saw, uh, but <laughs> they invested heavily at D tackle and they have like rotational edges along with you know a veteran dominant edge that's been hurt off and on. I think getting another fresh body in that system makes perfect sense. Um, I don't. Th- Think they're going to retain Vanderesh, so linebacker makes sense. But you also just got Micah, and you have other guys like Jabril Cox and a couple of other people I think could fit in that system. So for me, it was either cornerback to a new lineman, but I don't know who they're replacing yet, or a guy that could play edge, and I think he's among the best at being able to do that. And I don't think he'd come off the field for you, even if you bring in a pure edge rush pass rush guy. I think he could kick and de tackle and be efficient. So, what was him here?
1: Yeah. And make that defensive line nasty and that pass yeah. rush. So, uh, I followed that up with one of the most shocking picks I think I've seen in a mock draft. I'm going to pat <laughs> myself on the back for this. I told Ooh, I, shocker. <laughs> I texted uh Jeff. I said, "I don't know if you're going to like this, but I did it anyway." And I didn't tell him what it was. So, hopefully he catches this. Uh, Jameson Williams to the Bills at 25 there's not a lot of talk about the bills kind of needing a wide receiver. I know Gabe Davis went for three million (laughs) yards in their playoff game, Uh, but it doesn't count. Exactly. Exactly. Wide receiver wins baby. (laughs) Um, But Jamison Williams gives this offense a very, very different dynamic with one of the biggest arms in the NFL. If Jamison Williams is sitting here, it reminds me of the Jerry Jones pick of CD lamb where like, Maybe that's not your biggest need, but you also were, you you also were. I mean, toe to toe with the Chiefs, you have the luxury here. So yes. go get a guy that can just just destroy defenses if he gets behind them. I I don't think the Bills
0: are a team without holes necessarily, uh, no. or at least upgradable pieces. But I I agree they they have some house money to play with, and if you're if that matchup's going to be that every year, firepower is the name of the game. It doesn't get much more addition to firepower right here. The James Williams. And you know what? They are in a similar situation. To the two of the Cowboys that year where Michael Gallup had a pretty good year the year before. And he looked to be their heir apparent to be a wide receiver two there. Uh, and just work really well with Amari uh, Cooper for the future. And then lamb was on the board <laughs> yeah. and Jerry just yeah. took him. He doesn't give a shit. And I, I could see this being that kind of pick as well where, yeah, Gabe Davis showed some promise and Cole Beasley's always there. He's so the reliable guy. And let's get rid of Emmanuel Sanders, but whatever. Uh, and I, um, whoever the other receiver, I can't think of the top of my head, but he he shows, showed some flashes as well. This guy trumps all of that. <laughs> yeah. And he does something a little bit different than anyone on the team. I, I think exactly. he's a pure deep threat with this all the everything else as well. And yeah. I don't think they have that. So yeah. it does make sense and does full send three receiver sets every fucking play. Five let's receivers. fucking go. Let's <laughs> All do that it. shit. So uh, <laughs> quickly moving on to 26 Devin Lloyd of the Titans. Uh, the Titans cannot draft the right linebacker. I did it for you. Uh, <laughs> let's just get a pure linebacker in this group. I've seen a lot of well, let's get him another receiver mm-hmm. things. I'm fine with that, but let's do that later. Like you have holes here legitimate holes on this team and you're a playoff team julio yeah his hamstrings are hanging on by a fucking ukulele string at this point but (laughs) like (laughs) uh i think you could supplement him as like a route runner later in the draft with this receiving class so for me i'm going with talent the linebacker position arguably the best linebacker in the class going at 26 to a team that's overdrafted a few linebackers in the recent years and haven't worked out. And I think they're letting go of a couple of them this year. This he would immediately for me be the best linebacker.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh 27. Another shocking pick. I'm sorry, everyone. Please don't cancel <laughs> us. Uh Desmond Ritter to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know that Sam Howell's on the board, Carson Strong. There are a few guys that are still on the board, but, I think what Desmond Ritter did at the Senior Bowl is he showed that he can take coaching and he can do very, very well with it because he improved every single day of the Senior Bowl. I think that he, you know, QB wins are not a thing, guys. They really aren't. But Desmond Ritter won. He is the winningest quarterback in his school's history. And NFL teams are going to like that. I think the Bucks do something like go sign a veteran to start one year and kind of transition their rookie quarterback in. Kyle Trask is not the answer, so let's go. <laughs> but reset. he could be. <laughs> nah, I know he can't be, but I don't know if Ritter is either. But I think teams are going to like his his size. Uh, I wouldn't say he's ultra talented uh, arm wise or even athletically, but he's good enough, and I think that's saying more than some <laughs> other guys. So,
0: but he's good enough. All right, <laughs> follow it up. Packers twenty eight. I want Devontae Wyatt. Is there a team where I don't know their needs right now fully? Uh, for me, it's, I think Rogers is either a Bronco or a Packer uh, just personally. So going along the lines of him, just being a Packer, I think you get some D line help here and that's plain and simple what they need. <laughs> uh, they struggled at times to get some pass rush. I know they're letting go of some veteran talent on this defensive line as well to, free up some cap space to bring back their studs. So this makes perfect sense to me. And Cunson with a good school. I liked what I see on tape. I think he can fit day one.
1: Yeah, it's a good pick. I like it. Uh, 29, I followed that up for the Miami Dolphins with Zion Johnson. I think this is late for this player. I think that he's not going to be here for them. But I never know,
0: man. It, it happens every year. You know that.
1: I know, yeah, and plus we're we're fresh out of the Senior Bowl where he's getting a ton of hype. I'm sure it'll die down a little bit, but excuse me. Either way, Zion Johnson immediately steps in as a starting guard for this team that now needs different types of offensive linemen than what they just had, and so I think Zion he might not be the best fit for. The, I think he's he's a mover. He, I, yeah, he can move for sure. He's he's a good Which athlete. Why, that's
0: why I think he fits really well.
1: Yeah. And so I I also think tackle is a good shout here because they definitely need one of those, especially a right tackle. But there's, I, I didn't love any here. So I went with yeah, yeah. Zion Johnson. Pure talent. Start. Zion was the best lineman on the board.
0: No question. All right. Uh, Chiefs of 30. Again, heavy receiver pick for a lot of people. But Nicole team should not be on the fucking board. And no. he is. And. He is. You know, you have guys like Anthony Hitchens, who I think is a cut candidate of like eight and a half million. Like, let's get rid of that. Let's bring in Nakobe Dean, and uh, yeah, who who who's the linebacker from this class,
1: this last class? Uh, 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 just blanked as well. Yeah. Damn it, uh, the kid from Missouri. Yeah, I know where he's from. Damn it. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll think of it. Come come back.
0: Uh, but pairing him with uh nick bolton there we go you got a tackling hungry machine in nick bolton who was a pure penetrator and he just absolutely was dominant this year and i think was pivotal in them kind of turning around the defense as well as having a dominant playoff run really i I think he was that impactful on that defense and the reshifting of the defensive line and better safety it all made all added up but he was so helpful In the run game. Now you get Dean who is a great aggressive tackler as well. But he is a little bit more. He's a lot better in coverage than Bolton. And he has way more juice getting out to the sideline. I think that is a lethal linebacker combo for a team that is honestly based on pure offense. Let's get some defensive help, which I think their defense played well down the stretch the last few years. Let's just keep bolstering it.
1: Yeah, it's a good pick um like you said he shouldn't be on the board here i don't know how we'd let him fall but it happened and we, we <laughs> rolled with the punches it's uh
0: linebacker isn't viewed as a pivotal role for a lot of teams
1: yeah uh 31 the cincinnati bengals uh the super bowl losers uh one losers? would call them kind of mean i'm sorry Bengals fans uh they kind of got the short end of the stick here because a lot of the good tackles are going to be gone by the time they get here and the bengals are trash on the offensive line they posted the third worst uh graded offensive line performance of the entire season in the super bowl and that can't happen joe burrow can't take 70 sacks a year i went with nicholas Petit frere from ohio state it's not a sexy pick, and this is a guy that struggled at times in 2021, but he's got the size, he's got the the big school pedigree, he's got multi-position play. You know, He played right tackle, Uh, and and I think that that's important because I think they do have something with Jonah Williams on the left side. So I think tossing Petit Frere on the right side yeah. might be beneficial. They also have a ton of caps, so they may attack
0: that position through both, and I think that's the smartest play, but – We'll see. Sure. Finishing this off the Lions, I don't think I'm going to go through these. It's so difficult for me to justify not picking quarterback in the future. Sam Howell on the fucking board, that's an easy smash in this concept of an offense. And with this with these running backs, with the receivers that they have, kind of. Uh, but the tight end, you know, the line play, Sam Howell I think could thrive here and be the heir apparent. He's not going to play right away. You let Jared Goff play for at least half the year, if not the whole year. I think Sam Howell could be a, a bright future of this organization.
1: Yeah. Hey, and I, it, I and you it. get
0: the fifth year contract. You get a pick in like two picks, pick a
1: receiver there. Yeah. People are talking about how is a third round pick, and if that happens, I'm going to lose my shit. I mean, what are we doing here, folks, I guess? The, the footwork thing is a problem. I mean, he he needs a lot of coaching still. Um, yeah,
0: but you know, yeah.
1: <laughs> there's talent. It, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. There's more talent with Howell than other quarterbacks. So he's my QB1. So I'm glad we fit him in here. I think he's your one, too, at this point, right? He is
0: right now, yeah. But, Maybe if I get another tape from 2021,
1: it will be different. God damn it, yeah. Caddy yeah that'd be fantastic but all right that'll do it for this episode of the cut and the mock draft 2.0 let us know what you think if we screwed your favorite team over make sure you let us know and yell at us we enjoy that we like having those conversations our favorite because well and you know like i said i heard commanders fans when they told me you know we don't want that and not that we're like doing these for you we're, we're trying to see what we think will happen but a fan's perspective is a little different so uh, we do welcome the feedback make sure you guys stay tuned uh, I believe we're doing the Jets this week for the Friday fix yep. uh, so we'll be back in a couple of days now uh, Randy do you have anything to add before we get out of here
0: um, well it's Jets Friday and then next hopefully Monday We start our positional rankings with quarterbacks, so that is always a fun show. (laughs) I think this year will be a little meaner of a show. We will, unfortunately, but uh, meaner
1: to the people, not each other. But mean to each other. I think we're
0: gonna be pretty close in a lot of uh, categories. So, yeah, but a good breakdown. There's a lot of QB needy teams. There's every every one of these top five quarterbacks is gonna get drafted Mm -hmm. in at least the first three rounds of rookie drafts. Uh, for Dynasty League so I think it's an important episode and
1: should be fun yeah all right well that'll do it for this episode of The Cut make sure you guys subscribe wherever you're listening if you're watching thank you for joining us Uh, other than that we'll talk to you guys on Friday for Randy Hall I'm Christian Williams we'll talk to you guys then later